What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, the podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. I come from a place far to the northwest. It's called the Pit. My people, some of the only survivors, are slaves. Nearly everyone who lives there is either sick, dying, or worse. But the bastards who have my people, they found a way to cure it. See that fell up there? So we get the cure, with it, turn the tables on them. Nice work in the hole, New Blood. Knew you couldn't be one of our normal workers. Who are you? And what are you doing in my city? The Pit DLC for Fallout 3 originally was launched on March 25th, 2009. 2009. It is 2022 right now, as I record this. 13 years ago. The distance between the release of the Pit DLC expansion for Fallout 76, which comes out today, as I record this, and the original expansion to the pit is a longer time frame than the distance between Fallout 3 coming out and Fallout 1. Fallout 1 was released October 10th, 1997. Fallout 3 came out October 28th, 2008. It's kind of just one of those crazy things to think about. That's roughly 11 years. Almost to the day, October 10th, October 28th, same month, just different times of the month. And the distance between these two is greater by almost two years. So that's, that's, uh, I don't know, just one of those things that I notice when doing the research on this stuff, because I, I didn't pick up Fallout 1 when it came out. I wasn't playing Fallout 1 back in 1997. I could have been, I've talked about this on the show before, but I, I wasn't. I, I missed it. I was getting ready to do college stuff and was kind of busy with other things. <laughs> but I definitely was around when The Pit came out and Fallout 3 was, was definitely on my radar in 2008. And to think that that much time has gone by and we are now returning to The Pit is a very, very cool thing. So today it comes out and I thought this episode would be a really good opportunity to give those of you who either didn't get a chance to play the pit or who did and it's been a while kind of a refresher why are we going back to the pit or going to the pit actually ahead of time almost 200 years before the events in fallout 3 well what we know about the pit 
in file three is what the area becomes, what becomes of it. And the events of Fallout 76, the pit, are going to be a very different situation because it is so much earlier in the time frame. And I I have it downloading in the background right now. I will be diving into this. I did not play any of the like the beta access stuff. So I've been kind of holding off on that. I want to get the full everything out, hopefully everything functioning correctly experience. And I'll be diving into that very soon, probably later today. But before I get into that, let's let's do a little bit of a of an exploration of the events that take place much later in the timeline. So the date is 2255. This is about 20 years before the events of Fallout 3. And what we know is that the Brotherhood of Steel under Lions, Lions is Brotherhood of Steel, the the one that most of us tend to be more in favor of, are on their way to the Capital Wasteland. And on their journey, they've crossed and passed a number of different locations. One of them is the remains of Pittsburgh, the pit. And this location is probably in I would assume, and we don't know, we don't have a list of everywhere that they went or what every community was like, but I would imagine that the remains of Pittsburgh are one of the worst, if not the worst places that they travel through on their journey. Pittsburgh, if we go back to the time of the Great War, was an industrial city. This was a location that was churning out iron and steel and the equipment that would be needed for war. So we know, based on the events of Fallout 3 and the conversations that we have with some of the characters, that when the bombs dropped, locations like Pittsburgh and D.C. were some of the first to be hit. I saw a debate online recently about this in one of the forums, and somebody was like, with China being west of the United States across the Pacific, they would have traveled across the Pacific or they launched missiles and bombs from that side. How is it that the East Coast was hit first? And what some people don't remember is that China was very good at being stealthy. And when it came to interpersonal war and conflicts and and soldiers on a battlefield, that meant stealth suits. When it came to launching interballistic nuclear missiles that meant submarines there were a number of submarines hidden off the coast in the atlantic and the first locations that they hit in the two-hour war remind you the (laughs) the great war lasted two hours and some of the first locations hit were places like pittsburgh and dc and they were hit hard these locations years later, still have not recovered. And on top of that, because of the bombing and because of the pollution, the people who are living here are not only affected negatively by the environment and their living situation, but there is a mutation problem. They are having issues. So what the Brotherhood discovers is a community that is barely getting by People who are on the very fringes of survival, of 
humanity at all. And on top of that, they can't safely have children because if they do, the children are very, very likely to come down with a disease which will turn them into monsters and not monsters in the rabid ghoul sense of the word monsters. These these creatures are different than what we had seen previously in the Fallout games. TDR stands for Troglodyte Degeneration Contagion. They call these monsters trogs. They look kind of like Gollum from the Lord of the Rings and they are violent and unfortunately this is not the kind of thing where if you are somebody wandering in the wasteland and you happen to come across this disease later in life you're more likely to develop it as you as the wasteland kind of wears down your your system and your ability to fight off diseases no this is something that was way more likely to happen to children which is extremely tragic. Everything about the pit is dark and tragic. And this is one of the most tragic things. Parents couldn't safely have children without the threat of them turning into monsters. And in those kinds of situations, you can imagine the difficulty in the decisions that you would have to make. If you have a child and it comes down with TDC, I was going to say TDR, TDC, do you keep them? Do you need to get rid of them? This becomes dark. And this was the situation that the brotherhood comes across. So in lion's mind, he's going, well, maybe we, maybe we stamp this out. Maybe we put these people out of their misery. Maybe we take the healthy children with us to a place where they will be safer Maybe we use them as recruits for the Brotherhood. The individuals who are here are basically raider groups who are just kind of running on the fringes of society. They probably need to be put down anyway, or at least that was their perspective, it seems. And so Lyons initiated what would later be known as the Scourge. Now that's a story. The only reason I'm here is because of Elder Lyons. You see, I grew up in the pit. Don't suppose you ever been there, huh? It's about 500 clicks to the northwest. Place is a nightmare. Three irradiated rivers coming together. People there were... Not well. But the Brotherhood of Steel came down on the place with a righteous hammer. They called it the Scourge. The Brotherhood sweeps through and they kill anybody who stands against them at all. Anybody who puts up resistance. They do leave individuals who don't. And they kill about half the inhabitants of the pit at that time. And reminder, this is almost 20 years before the events of Fallout 3. But before the time that you get to visit as the Lone Wanderer. And everything goes to plan except for one thing. There is a casualty. The Brotherhood, with their advanced technology, their power armor, and the fact that they swept in, basically taking out individuals who were unaware that they were even attacking, put them in an advantageous position when it came to the tactics of the situation. But there was an accident that occurred, and an individual was left behind. Initiate Asher survives the scourge, but they think he's dead. He's in a situation where he's in his power armor in a building and the building collapses underneath him. 
And from what the Brotherhood can tell, he is dead. They've lost him. And so he gets left behind. But Asher is not dead. In fact, Asher is alive. He, he It takes a few days for him to uh, wake up. He's in a coma, more or less. And he wakes up to a woman trying to remove his power armor because she's scavenging things. She's one of the individuals who lives in this area and she sees this power armor and this soldier who was left here. And she decides that would be amazing to have. Well, in doing this, he wakes up, questions the woman, learns that she and her tribe, her group are scavenging through the remains of what were left after the Brotherhood came through. And the Brotherhood leaves a lot. They take some of the things that they find most valuable, but they basically created a power vacuum. They took out a lot of the individuals and a lot of the more dangerous members of the Raider gangs and the people that were working and kind of overlording in this situation. And so behind that, you end up with individuals who were a little bit less, I don't know, capable or dangerous, able to take more of what was left behind, some of which was actually very useful. It just wasn't in the best working order. And it wasn't something that the Brotherhood was looking to pick up and take with them or could even take with them. For example, the location that Asher was in was an operational steel mill. Remember, Pittsburgh was a location that was making metal, steel, iron, and the bones of what would be used to construct things. This was an industrial center. And the steel that this mill could could manufacture could be very beneficial to anybody who would be looking to buy it in the wasteland. This situation sets up Asher to become a leader in this community. He has the training and the knowledge of the brotherhood, although he doesn't hold on to the ideology. He has power armor, which immediately makes him look like a god to these people and puts him in a situation where he's way more protected and capable against anybody who would stand against him. And these people are desperate. They are looking for a cure. They're looking for a way to better their lives. There's a power vacuum and they're looking for a leader to take them to new places. And so this is how we get Lord Asher. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an 
anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Welcome to the middle of the show. This is our break in the middle where we get to thank our patrons and all the people who can make this a thing that I do regularly and full time. And I appreciate you guys so much. We have some new patrons to welcome Slammy 64 and Derek P upgraded to a tier four patron. Derek, that means that you'll be able to join us on a future episode or at least this month's episode where we have a patron chat at the end of the month man words are words are tough guys this will be coming up in two weeks of of uh actually the date that it is right now it's the 13th as i record this this will be coming up in two weeks on the 27th so tuesday nights 9 p.m eastern is when we record our patron episodes and if you are a tier four or higher patron then you're able to join us and i'm looking forward to chatting with you guys Please let me know what you think about. Maybe we should be discussing the pit, but we can take on whatever topic you guys would like. We just all have to decide what that'll be. Also, a big shout out to all current 59 members of the Patreon and our two Sentry bots, Dylan R and Leonard M. Thank you so much to all of you guys and all of your support. You guys are amazing. I couldn't do this without you. Genuinely, thank you so very, very much. Also, we don't have any new reviews or ratings. I guess we have new ratings. We just don't have any new reviews to read out. I always want to lump them together. Um, I can't see who rates what. I just know that if I look, the number goes up, you know. But uh, if you'd like to help me out by leaving a five-star rating with a review on Apple Podcasts, then that's a wonderful way to make sure that people know that this show is what they're looking for. And uh, a rating on Spotify would help, too. That's all awesome stuff. Um, one other thing before we move on. Thank you to everybody who came by our charity stream on Labor Day. It was amazing. We had a all-day charity stream on the Robots Radio Twitch channel. A bunch of the different hosts from Robots Radio came over and streamed different things. We had a big Dungeons & Dragons session. We had some live shows. We had some behind-the-scenes of some of the shows. We had some playing games and chatting about the lore and answering like trivia questions. It was so much fun. We raised $712.50 for St. Jude for kids in medical need. And is that the way to say that? Medical need? Kids with medical needs, maybe that's the best way to say it. But we did that because of you guys. And so thank you so very much. And thank you to all of the hosts that joined me as well. It was a big success. We were shooting for 500. We got way more than that. And this is going to be something that we do again next year. Hopefully it continues to grow. And maybe we'll do something similar like this in another six months or so. So stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. But thank you again to everybody. We really do appreciate your support and being there and get blowing us past our goal. That was that was amazing. All right. I won't keep you any longer. Let's move on with the rest of the show. If you have any. 
any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. What the hell was that? Expedition Squad Delta, report. Over. Squad Delta, what's going on out there? That was the trailer, teaser trailer for The Pit for Fallout 76. I thought it would be fun to include it as well. You don't get as much of a description or explanation of what's going on, and I'm sure visually it helps a little bit <laughs> other than just being able to see the uh, or hear the, the the sounds from it. But um, very cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be cool to go back to The Pit. But before, we, before I'm able to dive into that, we've got to finish the story here. So in The Pit, in the year 22... 77 that's when you get pulled in as the lone wanderer and the situation that you come into is still dire this is a a dark situation lord asher has been ruling over the pit now for a while and because of the desperate situation of the location and the people he's taking desperate measures the people there can't procreate. There are basically laws against it. And in order to refresh the population, they need to bring people in from the outside. So slavers are very common. And there's a lot of justified bad things happening. I'm putting that in quotes. Bad stuff. Everything that you think you would be something people would do when they take advantage of other people, probably happening and probably justified in some way. All of this, in the name of science, Asher has married a woman named Sandra. She is the chief scientist of these individuals, and Sandra has been looking for a cure, a cure to the troglodyte disease that everybody has or seems to be passing on to their children. And the solution comes from an unexpected place. They have a daughter, which... Again, kind of ironic. They're having kids, but other people shouldn't be. And her name is Marie. And Marie not only does not have TDC, but seems to be actively immune to it. There is something in her biology. There's something in her blood that might be the solution, the cure. So now we're seeing a situation that is fairly common in these games. You have an individual who's justifying terrible, terrible acts in order to do something that seems morally good. But, of course, because they are in the position of the one with the most power, they're the autocrat. It's mostly for their own benefit, because if Asher can cure his people and create a healthier population who he lords over then in his mind, that population can be used to expand his power out from just one city 
one run-down, broken city to becoming a regional empire. This is Asher's plan. And one of the slaves escapes, and you find Werner in the wasteland with a radio signal asking for help. And that's when you're brought into the situation. And you go through the situation, working your way through the game. And uh, some of the, I'm not going to go over all the stuff that you you should go play this. Go play it. But some of the stuff that you you deal with here is uh, fight pits and dealing with losing all of your gear and then getting new gear, including the auto axe. And the fight pits are a very dark development. They're part of what Asher has designed for this society. You see, Asher thought that this was actually a progressive policy. The idea that the slaves that they brought in from other places in the wastes could fight in the fight pits in gladiatorial combat, much like the ancient Romans. Where have we heard this concept of using ancient Roman logic and reasoning before and cultural stuff. <laughs> I wonder if I just did an episode on that um, in a place called the hole. And if they won enough of these gladiatorial combats, then they could work their way into joining the ranks of not the citizens, but Asher's army, which kind of works out for him because if these people get too rowdy, you throw them in the pit and they die. If they don't die, then they are now battle hardened and able to serve in his armed forces. This is the environment that we find ourselves in, in the pit DLC, fighting for our lives, working our way through this society in order to ultimately make a decision. And it comes down to, and, and again, this is this part's a little spoilery, but it plays into the story side of this. So have to kind of go over it but the the decision that you're given here is uh, it's kind of like a terrible thing and a terrible thing a rock and a hard place but both options seem to be terrible in some way so it comes down to helping werner with this uprising and fighting against asher and one of the things that you can decide to do is to take asher out to steal Maria because she might be the solution to people being able to have children and, and keep them safe and not turn into monsters. So basically what happens is you fight through the pit and then if you win enough times, you're granted an audience with Asher and Asher is suspicious of the time that you arrived and all the stuff that's going on and either depending on your decisions attacks you or you're given the ability to see the research lab and what's going on behind the scenes. So while this happens, Werner is staging a riot and Asher needs to leave. So you're kind of given a dilemma here. At this point, you realize the research and the science that's been going on behind the scenes. The fact that Marie, I think I called her Maria earlier. It's Marie um, might be the solution to this. And you get to choose what you're going to do. Do you let Asher keep on working on a solution because it seems like they're coming along with something. Do you leave Marie there and go help put down the riots that Werner started? Or do you still push back against Asher because he seems like a maniacal autocrat 
and Steel Marie. So uh, I put in quotes earlier, bad things or whatever I was talking about before. But yes, that includes the fact that in this DLC, you can steal children. So not only are some of the individuals that I've talked about before, the Brotherhood stealing children from people in the pit, the people in the pit stealing individuals and putting them into slavery from other locations, probably including children, but you yourself can take on the decision to be a child stealer, child thief, kidnapper. That's the word. This DLC has everything. If you've decided that you want to do terrible stuff, this is the one to play. So in stealing and kidnapping Marie and taking Marie to Werner's hideout, where if you decide to do that, of course, Werner and his group can potentially study Marie in order to solve things. But you also find out the rest of Werner's plan. And the plan is to let the Trogs massacre the pit raiders who survived the riot by turning off the lights. There's there's ways of keeping the Trogs in certain locations. And in order to do that, you would shut down the power plant running the floodlights. This has huge ramifications for pit for the pit for pittsburgh i was gonna say pittsburgh but it's not pittsburgh anymore because there are large sections of pittsburgh which just get overrun by trogs and people can't live there anymore and basically you are creating a massacre again in this location so yeah i mentioned that both options seem pretty dark one of them is keep the leader in power who is lording over these people with some sort of good reasoning, but still doing a lot of terrible things or help the rebellion massacre a lot of people in order to take power for themselves. And in both situations, there's no guarantee that you're going to get the solution to the disease that is making it so difficult to live in this location. Everything is dark. And there is ultimately not a quote unquote right choice. It's just one terrible situation or another. And I think thinking back to when this came out, I remember this being released. I remember listening to podcasts 13 years ago because I was driving in my car a lot and they helped me with my commute to work or when I had to go to a a customer or whatever. And I remember the discussion on some of the podcasts about this DLC and how people were like, yeah, it's really dark. This is really brutal. And I don't know, like I I haven't played the new pit expansion. I have a feeling it's not going to be as dark as the situation we have here, or it's going to allude to things without actually showing them or really discussing them in any detail. 13 years ago, fallout was a different thing. And I often talk about how in the difference between the Bethesda run games and the like Obsidian side, the the original crew and then Obsidian who did New Vegas, oftentimes the Bethesda ones tend to be a little bit less dark and foreboding. New Vegas has situations in it that seem darker and more terrible, more serious than some of the situations we get in Fallout 3 or Fallout 4 or 76. But This is the counter to that argument. The pit is 
Bethesda writing at its absolute darkest, I think. You have everything here. Every, everything. With justifications for doing good by doing terrible things. And that is legitimately part of this world. That is part of the Fallout formula. You've got the wacky stuff. You've got the bottle and cappy singing funny songs and, you know, the, 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 the wacky wasteland stuff. But uh, on top of that, it's all, it's all like icing on top of a very, very disturbing cake. Man, that analogy works really well, doesn't it? Um, and, and without both of those things, the world isn't as interesting or compelling or difficult to navigate. What do you do in those situations? I would like to know, what did some of you guys decide? Who did you go with? Do you feel like there's a better justification? There's more to this. There's other characters. There's other events you go through. I didn't want to cover everything because even if you haven't played this and you just kind of got an overview of it, you could still go back and enjoy it. It's like a, it's like, it's like watching a prequel movie or TV show. You know how it's going to end, but that doesn't keep you from enjoying it, right? That's the whole spoiler thing is so confusing to me. Like, oh, spoilers. Well, okay, but you still are going to enjoy it. Like, it doesn't actually ruin it. I don't know. That's that's neither here nor there. Some things you can spoil and it doesn't ruin them, but some things it does. I guess it just depends on the situation. Well, thank you for tuning in. Let me know your thoughts about this. Let me know your thoughts about the new pit expansion for 76 and um, come join us on the discord. I know everybody like everybody every day. It feels like everybody feels like we've got dozen new people joining the discord every day lots of awesome people showing up but come jump in there there's a fallout lorecast channel where you can chime in and tell me what you think about this stuff and and share it with the rest of the community too like tell me and everybody else and if you want to come chat with me about this stuff i'm trying to stream more often twitch.tv slash robots radio it's the place where you guys can come hang out with me and the rest of the community get to know how awesome everybody is and let me know your thoughts about this let me know your thoughts about the game and what you did in this dlc and when did you play it? Did you play it 13 years ago or not? All right, guys, have a wonderful week. I'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.